So before I start today's podcast, I just want to talk to you guys for a second because lately, you know, my my style of doing podcasts, my style of doing anything that that I have passion for is very organic and very natural. I don't like things that are very edited. I don't like things that are very scripted. And I am getting a lot of great feedback because apparently a lot of you guys enjoy that. So every time I bring a guest, I don't really know what we're going to say. I don't really know what we're going to talk about. It just evolves. This girl today really surprised me because we found each other on, I think, I don't know, some platform. She found me on social media. She's all the way in Slovenia. She is a podcaster herself, and she's amazingly witty and intelligent. And I love talking to people from other cultures and countries. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Also, I have been getting a lot of backlash because I do do posts on my social media, basically sending the messages that I want everybody to talk about. And one of them is about sugar babies. I live in LA. I live in Beverly Hills. It's very, very sad to see what a huge culture of sugar babies we have around here. And I keep repeating it and I will repeat it for the rest of my life. If you are one, if you're thinking about becoming one, basically a sugar baby, for those of you who don't know, is like a woman, not necessarily a baby, grown-ass women that want to find a man that will support them financially, period. I think you're doing yourselves a disservice, and I think you're doing women in general a disservice. It's just a horrible idea to sell yourself that short that you think the only thing you can contribute to the world is by being some guy's arm candy. And I promise you, maybe today you don't believe me, but if you do it, you will look back and regret it. I don't care who he is. I don't care how much money the guy has. Even if he agrees to pay your bills in exchange of whatever you give him, one day he will trade you for someone else and he will never, ever respect you. So because all of my work, everything I do is about empowering women to be independent, to be intelligent, to contribute something to the world, to leave like some kind of good footprints behind. I will always say that being a sugar baby is a horrible idea. And the other day, some girl went through the trouble of writing a really long message on my Instagram, like, oh my God, you talk about giving blowjobs. How much I like giving blowjobs? And you talk about sex. It's the same thing. You're just as much as a prostitute. Well, I think talking about sex is healthy. It's, it, it is a big part of our lives, or it should be a big part of our lives. I think women have all the right in the world to want to have great sex with their partners. And I think if we spread the message that women out there should not be embarrassed of having sex, it's a very positive, it has a very healthy outcome. It is very, very different from prostitution, yes. And it's very, very different from looking at a man and saying, hey, if you pay my bills, I'll give you a blowjob. Thank God I've never done that in my life. And I don't think I ever will because I am very proud of myself for being able to pay my bills. And for those of you who don't know, I was married to a guy who was very, very wealthy. So I was treated like a princess financially for 15 years because my husband was against me working. He was very controlling. 
he was very obsessed with me, not in, in such healthy ways. So he would always try to convince me to work less and less and less. So he would have more control and power over me. So people looking from the outside in, many times they used to think like, oh, she's the blonde bimbo. She's lazy. She doesn't want to work. But when in fact, it was always the opposite. The struggle in our marriage was always me saying, I want to go to LA. I want to do this job. I want to do that job. I want to do this. I want to do that. It was always a big problem in our relationship. And this is why, because I think no matter how rich your husband is, even if he wants to pay for vacations, give you clothes, okay, that's fantastic. Buy a nice house. Women should still contribute in some way. You should still be independent. You should still follow your passion. You should still have a career. Or even if you don't have a career, I don't know, learn something, learn a language, read a book, take a class, do charity. Don't just be a useless bitch sitting at home all day or sitting by the pool all day. It will backfire. And I promise you, if you're younger than me, you will regret it. If you're my age, because I know some girls here in LA in their 40s and 50s that have sugar daddies in their 60s and 70s, don't do it. You will regret it. I think it's beyond time that women should always, always, always be seeking their independence. And at the end of the day, it's so fulfilling to feel like, you know what? I do something productive. And, you know, most men, believe it or not, are very attracted to sexy, independent girls. Most men do not want a dumb bimbo with an empty head, believe it or not. These are my two cents. Happy Veterans Day, everyone. I have some friends who are veterans. I send you guys a big kiss and a hug. Thank you so much for everything you do for this country. I hope everybody enjoys this weekend. Be safe out there. And I really hope you guys enjoy this episode because I absolutely love this girl. She's a sweetheart. And I'll see you guys next week with more special guests. Love you so much. Happy Friday. And this is why I love doing Cat on the Loose so much. We end up connecting with people all over the freaking world. So today we're doing a pod swap with a girl that we found each other online all the way in Slovenia. And she has a super cool podcast. So let me introduce her. And I hope I pronounced your name okay, but I love it. Urška. <laughs> Did I do it right? <laughs> okay, that was really good. That was even better than before. Urška, I love saying it. I think you, your your language is like very powerful and sexy. <laughs> you know, people say it's aggressive for whatever reason. I, 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 I don't find it aggressive. I find it like sexy. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's aggressive and it's dominant. And exactly. we have confidence in our language. I right? love like, it. When we talk, people listen. There you go. I want to learn a bunch of, of words in, in Slovenian, okay? <laughs> but anyways, well, let's get going. It's a pleasure having you here. So thank you for doing this. It's super cool. Thank you so much for inviting me, man. My pleasure. You're doing a good job. Thank you. So are you. So your podcast is called Captainese. Captainese, yeah. Captainese. So can you tell us about it, like for my audience, uh, how you started? I know you're talking about all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. So, well, I have no life. You know, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Just put it out there. I'm not the only one, right? Okay. But let's... I have okay. No life. Okay. So... So just so my audience understands, let's situate you. You you introduce yourself to me. You're like, hi, 
I'm Urška and I do this podcast all the way in Slovenia and I'm antisocial. You're like a self-proclaimed yes. antisocial person. Why? Because you want yeah, to well, or because... Also proclaimed by other people. I'm, you know, in a way, I'm a pretty messed up person, you know? Like, I'm just going to be honest. And Yeah, please. I love most it. Most of my... Hell yeah. Most of my activities are alone. So what I do is I work out alone. I read. That's alone activity. Everything I do is alone. And I travel alone, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like this podcast is kind of like a way of connecting with people. Totally. And this is what I want to say. Look... Americans and everyone else listening, if you are a social, you may be, you know, and you don't like hanging out with people, start doing a podcast. Start yes. doing random Zoom meetings. Hell totally, yeah, man. Do totally, it. Do totally. It. I love it. But, okay, so before we talk about your podcast, you're sitting there in Slovenia. You're gorgeous. You guys can go. I'm going to publish all the videos so people see your face. You're super pretty. Your English is fabulous, by the way. Yeah, I love that smile. And but, so why? Like... Why would you say you're, you're antisocial? You don't like going out with people or you have uh, some kind of anxieties? Because a lot of people suffer from social anxiety, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have social anxiety. I feel like when I am out, which is very rarely, I will be actually very extroverted. And I like to talk to people uh -huh. when I'm out. But it's a rarity because, you know, in my head, like, this is how messed up I am sometimes. <laughs> I feel like, okay, I could go out with someone and have a drink or whatever. Yeah, but that's going to be one hour. During that hour, I could be way more productive if I just do something else. Oh, my it's, God. I think it's more like a productivity issue. I see. And when I have people in my house, I, again, very rarely, I either fake leave my house to make them leave. Or if they're close to me, I just tell them it's time to go. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. So you have the antisocial personality, obviously. Uh, and then you started your, your podcast called Captain, e Captain S. Mm -hmm. And you talk That's a little right. bit about everything. Well, I talk, I, I always say, okay, I'm not going to be political on this podcast. No, you don't I have to. I recently analyzed this podcast. It's pretty political. Oh, I have a lot of political videos because people like it. And I have on people who are either whistleblowers or people with very strong opinions about something. Mm -hmm. And it is interesting, you know, yeah. so it's growing. You're doing, yeah, you're doing an amazing job. And I gotta, I gotta tell you that starting a podcast from scratch is an uphill battle because it's now of course there are like millions literally millions of podcasts out there and and i i get messages from people every day like oh i'm starting a podcast like okay great i encourage like you said it's a wonderful way of communicating and i love when i meet somebody from another country like it's happening to us we never would otherwise have met and be talking but i always say it's a ton of work you gotta put in the time you gotta put in the energy you gotta plan you gotta try to make interesting conversations so for people out there listening yeah i commend you if you want to get it done but don't think that it's easy right like a lot of people the, uh, the other day some lady sent me a message oh i'm doing these youtube videos and i'm talking and i have a podcast i'm like lady it's a little more than that you gotta put like a lot of work into it if you want to have a successful podcast Yeah, I think the average time that when people actually start making money is like over a year or something like it that. It takes a Now, long time. That's a, yeah. that's a lot. Like it is. You yeah. better love yeah. what you're doing. One million percent. Yeah. One million yeah. percent. I've been doing Cat on the Loose now for almost three years. And just now, finally, we're getting like 
a really good amount of downloads. We're finally getting better sponsors. We're finally booking like, you know, celebrities or more famous people, although that doesn't really matter to me. Honestly, Cat on the Loose is more like about interesting conversations. I don't care who the person is. As long as you have something interesting to say, I'm all game. So now, Urshka, I love saying your name. <laughs> you're sitting there, you're doing your podcast, you're gorgeous, you're antisocial. Let's talk about dating because this podcast is about sex, dating, and relationships. Do you date? How is dating in Slovenia? I have 10 million dating questions for you. You know what? In Slovenia, like if you really want to find someone, the best thing to do is just go out. Yeah, like here. And yeah. <laughs> yes, like myself. <laughs> so, uh, well, I basically stick to Tinder, you know, and how this looks like is I put myself on there. I start swiping right to some people. And I mean, you know how it is, right? It's like I women, do know how it is. You know, women, we swipe right maybe once every 20 guys or something. I'm more like, like right? once every 500, if you believe that. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 See? And even me, like my age Seriously. range, I'm 27. I put my age range from 18 because I cannot go below 18. Like that's jail time for me to 40 almost, you know? Uh -huh. And so, yeah, and then I swipe right. And then if we match, which we usually do, because uh, they have no idea how asocial I am. They think I'm a normal person. Then we say, hi, how are you doing? And then the conversation just plummets. Because you don't want to meet them in person? That's a good question. I don't even know. I don't even know. Do you ever go meet and meet somebody in person? No. So you never date? No, I do not. Did date. you ever and date I, before? Well, uh, I usually have. Oh, I had one boyfriend that was. Okay, so you had five, sex. Yeah. Let's put that out there. You've had sex. Oh, yeah. Okay, thank um, goodness. Yes. Okay. And I'm not a virgin. No, I'm not <laughs> okay, virgin. good, no. good, good, good. <laughs> I needed to ask. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not an incel. You know, I'm not a member of the incel community, although I could be, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of lucky with the fact that I'm not like totally ugly, you know, like, I'm you're not, what the hell are you talking about? You're blonde, you have blue eyes, you're super adorable. Stop it. Uh, oh, that's yeah. a whole other show if you have body images. <laughs> but you see, and that's one thing, you know, you see on Tinder, I look even better. I would give myself a 10 because I'm using Photoshop 2021, <laughs> right? Like, that's the latest <laughs> one, you know? And, and that, yeah. And, and I mean, in person, I look okay, but you can see that's not, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like McDonald's, you know, when you see those hamburgers on on on, on the advertisement, and then you get it in you person. You know, it's like, funny that you. That? It's, it's funny that you're saying that because I talk a lot on the podcast, especially the past few episodes, about how at least here in the United States, men in, in general they use so much these dating apps that we became like fast food, like ordering fast food. They're like, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, and then. They date you, maybe, even they maybe even like you, or they have sex with you or something, and then they're like, eh, I'm tired of it. And they toss you in the trash and they move on to the next, to the next, to the next, because there's so many, there's so many choices, so much availability that people lost touch like with reality or, you know, with feelings or anything else. So that's definitely a bad side about using dating apps, at least here in the United States. I don't know if you guys have the same experience there. That's that instant gratification mindset. Totally. Oh, we have it. No, we have it. There's no lack of that mindset here. Yeah, and, it's uh, the and, same. You know, everything is moving online. Also sex. 
it's moving online. You see a lot really? of people being addicted to porn, which, oh, by the way, yeah. I was. I was addicted to porn. Really? Addicted, like, yes. in what sense? That you were watching it all the time? All the time. Mm-hmm. And you see what people don't understand about addiction to porn. By the way, I've never talked about this on my podcast. Oh, wow. Thank you. I'm very honored that you're talking about that here. No, yeah, because it's, it's a super important issue. And it happened to it a lot of people during COVID. One thing is, That's I think right. it's very healthy. I watch porn when, I, like, now I'm not in a relationship and I'm not, a, I don't like having sex with strangers. It's just me. Uh, I only have sex, like, with my guy if I'm in a relationship. So, look, I haven't had sex since. I broke up with my boyfriend six, seven weeks ago. To me, that's a crazy long time without having sex. So I watch porn and I love using my mm-hmm. vibrators, my sex toys. But one thing is watching porn to satisfy yourself and, and get horny, la, la, la. But another thing, yeah, when it, it, it starts affecting your life and you become an addict. And I, I know there are a lot of people out there yeah. with this issue. So and, you're very brave it, for talking about it. It messes you up. And you know, the thing about addiction to porn is... First, you start, and then what happens is you have to have more and more extreme vision. Like, it just yeah. gets, you know... Now, sexually-wise, I'm very plain vanilla, but masturbationally-wise, <laughs> I'm a savage because that's from my addiction. <laughs> like, the things I look at, you know, you would put me in a mental hospital, like, close section, you know? And You're that's so also cute. because I love of you. Porn, is getting, porn is getting more and more extreme throughout the years. Yes. It's because of sex addictions. Yes, 1 million percent. 1 million percent. So let's delve into that a little bit. You were an, an addict in terms of what you were watching porn all day long? All the uh, time? Pretty much all day long, yes. Really? It was, yeah, to the point where it was messing my life. So you yeah. weren't working? What do you do for work? I'm an option trader. Oh, how cool. So you do everything from home. <laughs> everything from home, except traveling. <laughs> oh, my God. And when yeah, you travel, when you're out there, do you have, like, anxiety or you're okay? When I when I travel, I actually meet a lot of people for whatever reason. I meet a lot of locals. I feel like when you travel alone, you meet even more people as if you were traveling with other people because you're more true. open. That is so true. But, like... At least here, like we're talking and looking at each other on camera, you seem very outgoing and very friendly Uh, and you have like this beautiful smile. So I don't picture you being like this, you know, because usually antisocial people, they're serious, they're unfriendly, they don't even like looking you in the eyes. And I just see a completely different personality from you. You're like super outgoing, super sweet. (laughs) And my type is the worst. Those who you think, oh, that's super sweet. Oh, so friendly. (laughs) But I can't, like, I've never, you know, I've never been mean to people, actually. Like, never. I'm friendly. I just, I like people. I'm friendly. I just don't hang out with people that much. I hear you. I do sometimes, and it's fun. But what I do like is I like to observe people, you know? Uh Don't want to hang out with them. Just observe them. That's always super smart. And I hear you because I am very social and I love being out and I love doing things with people. However, the more I live, I think as I'm getting older and older, I get pickier and pickier and pickier. I prefer smaller groups of friends, you know? I don't like hanging out in like these places with tons of people and the stupid bars and parties. I, I always feel like if I'm going to go out, it has to bring something worthwhile into my life. 
if that makes sense. Like if I go to an event, it's usually related to work or if I go out with my friends, it's with friends that I really want to be around, you know, or a business contact. I don't like, like when I was in my twenties, I would just go out and party like, ah, like whatever the fuck. Now I'm like, just pick your more selective with what, regarding what I do. You know, that's the difference. We can curse <laughs> on your podcast. One million percent. Oh, fuck yeah. Cat on the Loose is like 100% unfiltered, unedited. It's real life. You can fuck. You can talk about sex. You can say anything you want. One million percent. You should be my dating coach. Uh, I don't. Well, look, listen. (laughs) I don't know if I could. I'm still single. So obviously I'm doing something wrong, right? I don't know anything about dating. I don't know how to play the dating game. I think I was married for 14 years. I don't know if you know that. And then after that, Mm. I went into the dating world like the past few years. And obviously it's been a disaster. And that's how the podcast started because I started like sharing my stories and, you know, interviewing experts and try to figure out like what the hell is going on. Because I think it's like this crazy chaotic game out there that people play with each other. They make all these rules. Like if you go on Instagram and social media, even the dating experts, they're like, do this, don't do that. Call, don't call. And I'm like, I have no time for games. I have no time for bullshit. The only thing I know how to do is be me. And if you like me, that's wonderful. But I just don't have time to play games, you know, and that's probably why I'm still single. (laughs) There's a lot of power play going on, you know? Yes. And we live in a traumatized society which also plays into you know yeah plays into dating and then you add instant gratification because we are kind of spoiled you know everything is like right at our doorstep you know everything is delivery and we we we, we want it and we want it now exactly and and that shows in dating yeah yeah, i i could not agree with you more i think like i said the good thing about the dating apps is we meet people like we met each other to do the podcast and it's the same thing with dating apps you would meet people that otherwise you you never would cross their path. So yeah, that's good. But on the other hand, yeah, there's so many people, so much availability that I think most men, especially men, they just go like, oh my God, all these women want me. And then they become like these immature a-holes, you know, they don't even think straight anymore. And that, that to me, that's like just really annoying. I don't have time for that. Narcissism is definitely on the rise. You know what's interesting? I've never, I don't know if, if you've ever been, uh, have ever met, have men ever looked at you in a casual way, like wanting to only have have sex with you and then not a relationship of course all the freaking time <laughs> See, that never happened to me really i get yes I, I had either serious men who wanted more or a lot of times i got friend zoned i got i get i do that too like a lot of the guys that i start talking to most of them become my friends some of them became my clients i have clients you friends on them yeah i think it was mutual I don't know who who started it, but yeah, many times I'll meet a guy online and then we start talking and then it goes towards the business territory. Like two of my clients, they were like, oh, and then we decide, okay, let's have a business relationship or let's be friends. But in terms of like casual sex, at least here in the United States, most men on dating apps want casual sex. They, many of them lie to you. They literally lie to your face like, oh, yeah, no, I want a relationship. I want to date someone. This is bullshit. Like the minute they they whine and dine you, like on the second date, they're going to try to bang you. That's what most guys do. 
and then they just move on to the next and the next and the next. And I think I have been a victim of that and most of my girlfriends have been a victim of that. So nowadays what I say is like, get to know the person a little better to make sure, like if you want a relationship, that the guy's on the same page, you know? Hmm. You know, honestly, maybe I should move to LA. Yes, it's so much more fun. I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind. I for once, I want to be objectified. I want to be viewed as a sexual object for once. Finally, because at the rate I'm getting friend zone. But listen, you are young and beautiful, and I always say that too. I am not against of women wanting to just have sex. I think we have the same right as men do. Like guys, when a guy says, oh, I just want like a one night stand. I just want quick sex. Nobody says anything. It's like, go for it. When a girl says that, look, I don't want anything serious. I just want to have quick sex. We are called whores. We are called, you know, all kinds of bad shit. Promiscuous, you name it. But I think women have the same rights as men. If you're young and you're not ready for a relationship and you're like, you know what? I just want a man to take me out on dates and tell me how gorgeous I am. And maybe I want to have casual sex with them. It's 1 million percent your right to do that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I think in Los Angeles, as a good looking woman, is also 1 million percent chance that you're going to get someone. You know, like you can go out and in a matter of five minutes, there's someone. 1 million right? percent sure. Yes. As a woman, I will tell you, if you open a dating app, especially Tinder, We're going to talk about the other dating apps in a minute because I want to know if you have also Bumble and the other ones in your country. But here in the United States, Tinder started as a hookup app when they set it up. It was literally an app just people to meet and like, hey, do you want to have sex? Do you want to hang out? Do you want to hook up? Now we developed into, you know, you can choose. Like you can tell people if you want a relationship, etc. But still, obviously... Let's be honest about it. Most people on Tinder, all they want to do is fuck. So if you open Tinder in LA or New York, anywhere, and you write in your profile, hi, I'm here, and I just want casual sex. Oh my God, you're going to have like thousands of men to choose from on any given day. Any girl for that matter. Like, yes, if we want to have sex, all I have to do is open my app and say, hi, who wants to fuck me tonight? And then there's like a line of dudes they're going to say, oh, yeah, I'll be more than happy to, you know, but that's just... I feel like a, a lot of us, a lot of women have men in their inbox constantly. Like, there's at least 10 guys constantly oh, yeah. in your inbox. Exactly. You know? Not my inbox, but a normal woman's inbox. And that's Yours, like too, women... if you want to. You know that. Come on. Uh, hopefully. Maybe they're in my spam. I have to look when we're done, when we're done with the podcast, I have to see your Tinder profile because I want to see what you wrote there. Because if you do a nice profile, like beautiful the way you are, you're super intelligent, you're witty. I am a million percent sure there'd be a line of guys wanting to take you out. And at least the the, the last description, the better. Because as soon as I start writing, like the more they read, the more they're going to be like, oh, man. <laughs> it, look, I think it depends. And, and this is my opinion. This is what I tell girls when they send me messages. I think you put on your dating profile what you want to attract. So like yeah. in my case, I decided at, at this point in my life, I want a relationship. That's what I want. I've had casual sex before, of course. I've had a million bad dates. I've I've done everything. Now I decided I like being in a relationship. 
because I like having sex every day. I like the intimacy. I like making plans, etc., etc. So my dating profiles, if you read them, they're really tough because I want to weed out 90% of the bullshit, you know? So I actually tell men, like, this is what I want. I want a relationship. I'm hot. I'm beautiful. I take care of myself. I'm successful. I'm hardworking. Like, the ball is really, really high. So you need to be up to par or higher than me. If not, don't even bother. So I think you just have to tell the truth regarding what you want, you know? Yeah, and, and be honest with who you are and what you bring to the table. Because a lot yes. of people, you know, uh, they say, yeah, but why you hold such high standards? Well, I I bring the, this to the table, you know, at yes. least I can expect that, you know? Exactly, one million percent. And I think in your case, you, you basically just do the same. Obviously, you're gorgeous, like... You guys are going to see her cute face. She's smiling now on my Instagram. I'm going to publish the videos. You have the sweetest smile. You're super intelligent, which by the way, a lot of girls sell themselves short. They like, oh, guys only care if I'm pretty. That's bullshit. Mm -hmm. Most mm -hmm. men, and I have interviewed dozens of men on my podcast. My best friends are male. Most men love intelligent women. Like they have yes. something to say that know what's going on. So if you're just a dumb idiot and you think, oh, all they care about is like how cute my boobs are, you know, you're going to get fucked. Because at the end of the day, how many, time, how many hours a day do we have sex? Like even if we have sex, let's say an hour, two hours a day, hopefully. But at, after that, when they're sitting down to have dinner with you or drinks, whatever, they actually want you to have something to say and contribute to the relationship or to the date. Do you agree? Uh, yeah. And besides, do you really want to be with a man who's only interested in looks? You know, because like, that says a lot about a man too. Like, yeah. You know? But believe it or not, the culture of, you know, they say the sugar babies I don't know if you guys have that in Slovenia, but I think I heard a little bit about that in one of your episodes yesterday. Here in the United States, the, the culture of sugar babies, unfortunately, is really, really big. And I say that on my podcast and I get backlash for it and I don't care. I think sugar babies do a disservice to all women. Because the minute you're telling a guy, hey, look, I am so pretty. I am so cute. I have big boobs. Pay my bills. I'm sorry, to me, it's a form of prostitution, number one, but also, like, what the fuck is inside your brain? Do something with your life, you know, get a job, help a charity, I don't know, and that's why I keep sending this message over and over and over on my podcast, don't be a fucking sugar baby, you should, if the guy wants to pay your bills, fantastic, you know, I was married to a multimillionaire for 14 years, and he insisted on, on actually, he didn't like that I worked. But that's a whole other story. Mm. But my point is, if you tell a guy that all you want to do is have him pay your bills and you can sit by the pool all day, trust me, they're not going to respect you. I mean, they, they have nothing to respect, you know? Like, exactly. The, the only value that you bring is looks and maybe yeah. some services, but then that's, some you know, services. That's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I mean, at the minimum, I would say, if you want a man to be the provider, at least provide support, you know? Yeah. Bring some intelligence, like bring subs, some exactly. substance, you know? Because after 20 years, then he's going to go with a younger one who's providing these services and 10 times better than you. Exactly. One million percent. You need to bring something to the table. And I've been talking about it the past episodes. 
And a lot of people agree. And some girls are like, oh, why are you complaining about sugar babies? You talk about sex. You talk about how much you like giving blowjobs. And I'm like, I don't understand the, the comparison uh, in terms of wanting to have great sex and, and enjoying blowjobs as opposed to like being a useless bitch that wants somebody to pay their bills and nothing else. But what? Job. Yeah, my, my best friend is chiming in. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. What, You're welcome. What did she say? She, uh, what did you say? When you come talk, you got to come talk next to us. Otherwise, we don't hear you. I said they use it as a job. Ah, the sugar babies. Yeah, yes. they consider being a sugar baby a job. Yeah. Kind of like an escort, basically. Exactly. Escorting is a job, you know? Sex yeah. work. Yeah. It yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Sex work. One million yeah. percent. You know, I, I had a, you know, I had a male sugar baby. You did? Oh, my God. <laughs> and oh I didn't God. even know it. I was a sugar, I was a sugar What sister. do you mean you didn't, even, didn't even know, know it. you were paying his bills? I, I was <laughs> paying his rent for about a year oh why oh my god <laughs> i don't know i don't know he manipulated me so oh, I was saying, he, was Jamaican. <laughs> he, was Jamaican. he convinced you to pay his rent were you living with him at least at least oh hell no i was in slovenia <laughs> oh he was not even in slovenia not even oh I my to god yeah, oh. I, when i was traveling alone i went to jamaica and i met this guy and we were, you know, we really got along. And then I came back home and was like, you know, this and that happened. You know, mother has problems. He got oh, kicked out. Yeah. He lost his job. Can you pay my rent? And I was like, okay, well, I do have money. So I'm going to pay his rent. And I was paying it for about a year. Oh, my and then, God. Yeah, and then he broke up with me and went with an older woman who had more money. See, he was definitely like a professional sugar baby, if you can use that. I guess you can call a man a sugar Absolutely. baby. Too. Oh, my God. I'm sorry that you went through that. And I say the same thing over and over again. If people ask you for money, run, run. When you're meeting someone, when you're dating them, when you're having sex, hooking up, whatever the hell it is, they should be with you for you. If you want to give them something, it's because you want to give them something. But if they start asking you, oh, my mother is sick, my father, run, run, because that person is yeah. not interested in you. They're interested in your money. You don't have to be a victim of that. Oh, I'm sorry that happened While to dating, you. I mean, when you're dating someone, they have no business asking you for money. One million and percent, you know, it's, yes. It's very yes. not, they're not creative at all. They I know. They always use the same excuses. Tuition, yeah. mom had yeah. surgery, yeah. and they lost their job. I know. Right? It's always the same yeah. bullshit. Oh, my God. Oh, we have to take... A two-minute break. I can't believe one half an hour I went, went by. This conversation is so much fun. so exciting. When we come back, I want to talk about sex because I want to ask you a few sex questions. I want to ask about Slovenian men. And I want to continue the conversation because I want you to tell everybody listening, how did you manage to recover from porn? And if it's hard, if it's not, because I know a lot of people have this problem. We'll be right back. This is a crazy fun cat on the loose with Urshka, hostess right. of a super fun podcast called... Captain Nez, did I pronounce it right? Yes. Captain Nez or Captain Nez? English is not my first language. I am but your English is perfect. Do we pronounce Captain Nez? Okay, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. We talk about sex all the time during the podcast, of course. It's about sex, dating, and relationships. And to me, nothing puts me in the mood more than food and drinks. So if you guys are in the LA area, 
I highly recommend you check out this restaurant that I found out about just a little while ago called Better Than Sex. Better Than Sex is a desserts and drinks restaurant. They serve the sexiest desserts and drinks. It's great for date night, for sure. It will put you in the mood for romance. It will put you in the mood for sex. It's just amazing. But you know what? Even if you're single, it's such a fun place to go with your friends, hang out. It will put you in the mood for flirting, for going out there. Super, super fun. Better than sex. Check it out. It's on 7166 Merrill's Avenue in Los Angeles. Their Instagram is better than sex and lace. So you guys can see the amazing photos of their desserts and drinks. I am honestly absolutely in love with this place. I go there all the time. Better than sex. Starting a podcast from scratch is most definitely an uphill battle. It is so much work and I love it. I, I, I love to see it growing. I love to see the feedback of the audience. I love finding out that people from other countries are actually enjoying it. And now that we are approaching the third year, I have to say thanks, 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 thanks one million times to my, my number one supporter that they have been with me from the very beginning, Edge Sports. They make sports apparel for professional players, wristbands, arm sleeves, playmakers, T-shirts, all with patented technology. They are a company that is growing really beautifully and fast. The number one sports brand on Amazon Prime on so many categories. Thank you for believing in my work. I love working with them. I love all the products. They make the cutest backpacks to go to the gym, run errands, hike, bike, whatever you guys like to do. Check it out. The Instagram is where the edge and they are also on Amazon Prime Edge Sports. The holidays are coming. If you guys are like me, you're on a budget. You cannot spend tons and tons and tons of money buying gifts. So my suggestion is support small businesses. Girly a la mode is fashion and style for every girl in the world to look great and feel great. It is all-inclusive. Everybody is beautiful. They have a new store on Shopify, super casual everyday pieces like cozy t-shirts, sweatshirts, organic bags. They have a super fun collab with Adidas for like a duffel bag that you can take to the gym, you can take on a road trip. Adorable gifts that don't cost a lot of money. Girlyalamode.com and girlyalamode.shopping on Shopify. Check out their Instagram page, girlyalamode. Okay, we're back and time is going by so fast because you're so much fun. <laughs> I want to go back. Say that to everyone. No, believe it or not, like we, right. let's be honest. We were just talking here during the break. Some people are just really boring or they say some really crazy shit that we, we have every right in the world to call them out. And some people really don't have a lot to say. You know, I have had guests in the past that I thought, wow, this person is going to be like the best guest I had. And I don't know if they get like a little embarrassed or a little uncomfortable and they end, end up just being like a little boring. And some people yeah. surprise me like, wow, this person is like you. I didn't expect that you were going to be like, have so much fabulous, rich, incredible information because we never talked before. And I'm like happily surprised. This is super That's cool. Right. So let's shoot. 
and I just want to say this, this yeah. is why a lot of people don't succeed with their podcasts because these people invite people over just to have guests, you know, they don't, they don't prepare themselves. They don't, they're not even interested in what that person has to say. And that shows on camera. Like you can see it, that that person is not enjoying the conversation. So that's also one of the, that's a big reason why many podcasts fail because people just don't have fun. Exactly. You, know? you have, I think when you're listening to a podcast, uh, a lot of my audience, they listen, like most people, in the car when they're sitting in traffic or maybe when they're working out or something. It's supposed to bring some kind of emotion to your listener. Like if you have a comedy podcast, yeah, make them laugh. In my case, it's sex, it's dating, it's relationships. It's not like, you know, rocket science. It's not supposed to be serious. I'm not a freaking expert. I keep repeating that time and time and time again because sometimes people ask me like, are you an expert in the subjects? And I'm like, no, I'm just a girl like most girls in the world, like you, just trying to navigate this chaos, this crazy, crazy world of sex, dating and relationships. And I think we all learn together when we start sharing experiences, right? Well, I mean, when it comes to sex, compared to me, you probably have a PhD. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have a PhD, but I, again, I love having sex. I think it's a super important part of life. And I keep pounding and pounding and pounding. And I don't know how Slovenian girls are, but in general, and I always say in general, because I get this backlash. It's like, I'm not like that. Of course, everything has an exception. In general, the American culture, women are very, very uptight about sex. They're embarrassed talking about it. They're embarrassed in bed asking their partners uh, what they want to do. You know, so just in general, the way they're raised. And I think I try to encourage women, empower women that it's completely okay and healthy to have a healthy sex life, to want to have sex. That doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you a hooker. It doesn't make you a prostitute. It just makes you a healthier, happier woman. You know, I don't know if you notice that people that never, ever have sex, including masturbate, because if, even if you're just doing it with yourself, it's better than doing nothing. They're just miserable people, people that, that disconnect. Exactly. And you age faster. You just become like a, a, a just a, a, an old person in a bad mood all the time. <laughs> Sometimes women use the excuse of a headache to not have sex for whatever reason, you know. I mean, but actually sex helps with headaches. I agree. And I was going to say that I was always the opposite. Like when I'm in a relationship, I make no excuses. Like if I'm, if I have a headache, yeah. Oh, you know, honey, I have a headache. Let's have sex. It makes me feel better. If you're stressed out, you shouldn't say, I'm too stressed out. I want to go to sleep. Go bang your guy, bang your girl, have great, delicious sex, because that definitely relieves stress. I think it's a, a wonderful, wonderful, natural uh, chemical in your brain. I think it's so much better than taking medication. It solves so many problems. People should have more sex and talk less, honestly, seriously. Oh, I drink to that. You see, and it's kind of like a workout. You may not feel like doing it at the beginning, but at the end, you feel great. And see, this is something that yeah. I really want to tell women, you know, because I don't talk to a lot of women. But when you're in a relationship, sometimes have sex even if you don't feel like it. And I can yes. just feel, like I could just hear the feminists say, oh, how dare you say that? But it's true, you know? Sometimes, okay, if you don't feel like it, do it, you know? I don't feel like taking the trash out every day. I still do it, you know? And I'm not saying 
force yourself every single time that your man wants sex. But every now and then, you know, do it. I and agree with Slovenia, you. I feel like in Slovenia, women are actually very open. Yeah. Oh, that's good. We have sex a lot, sometimes even with other people. <laughs> and so With other people, sex, like group sex. Yes, we are an open culture. That's good. I think what's what is kind of concerning is that it's moving online as well with these sex robots. Really? So I just talked to someone on my podcast. The future of sex is sex robots. I hope so not. I really, really yeah. hope not. To me, that's one thing, like I said, uh, masturbating is better than nothing. So yeah, when I'm single, definitely 1 million percent. I do it a lot and I rec- highly recommend it. But I think nothing beats sex with somebody that you really enjoy like the touch you know the smells and everything so hopefully that's never gonna (laughs) go away oh my god and casual sex is kind of overrated in a way you know like yeah i understand that you know there is a beauty to casual sex especially if you're not gonna see that person ever again because you can try all the stuff that you're not that, that you may be too afraid to communicate with your partner but there's no better sex than with someone you are connected to. You know, I agree. Men, Look. And for women. Yes. And for women. To me, I, w- what I like about sex with one person is because the more you do it, you, you build up that intimacy. And I think yeah. intimacy, when you start getting to know the person's body, what makes them enjoy it more, what they like, what you like. And then you feel a little more comfortable telling them about what you like and, 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 really living all your fantasies. I think that's the fun about being in a relationship. If you have one, a one night stand casual sex, it's really just the urge. You're going to touch that person. You're going to fuck them like animals, really, right? It's good to come. You come like that. Then you put your pants on like, okay, bye. Thank you. But you're never going to masturbation. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. But you're never going to have that mind, the, the, you know, the, the connection. You're just not. But Hey, again, to each their own and if that's what you like to do i'm not gonna say that it's a bad idea because i think women should do whatever the hell they want as much as men right that's right that's right just know that there are cons you know and there are certain consequences i feel like when you have a lot of casual sex for a longer period of time you start treating i mean you separate sexuality from yeah your persona and mm-hmm. your emotional state so you see that person as someone being you know as yeah. a sexual object yes you know? yes and i don't think you can see them casually without seeing it yourself casually you know? so it it kind of backfires you know maybe it's an unconscious yeah. consequence of constantly having casual sex but it is there i agree with you i think it desensitizes the person yeah and, yeah. and like this day and age, that's why you see so many men, like they have casual sex, casual sex, casual sex, and they don't care. Like if they ghost you, if they disappear, if they break your heart, because they're like, like you said, they see you as an object. They see you like, oh, it was just casual sex. What the fuck is her problem? And in a way, unfortunately, our culture of dating apps and everything is creating this situation. But I agree with you at the end of the day, after a few years of doing that, even men get tired of it. I've talked to many men and I have many male friends that for many years after they get divorced or or, or many months after they get divorced or whatever, get out of a relationship, they think it's so much fun going out with a bunch of different women all the time because it makes them feel great. But after a while doing that, they're like, "Uh, you know, I want to find one girl, my girl. I want to have sex with that girl. Everybody gets tired of fast food, I guess, right? You cannot have it every day. Yeah. 
and this is something that I want to say to dating coaches. You, you know, there's a lot of red pill community dating coaches that say, look, you're a 50 year old successful man. Go out, go to the bar and have as many women as you want. Have casual sex. Enjoy. Let me just tell you, you know, from a female perspective, it looks sad. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it looks, you know, when yes, you I agree. One million 20, percent. Yeah. It looks creepy. Yeah. And otherwise it looks really sad. Yes. When you're old, what else do you have besides family? Yeah. What else do you have? Totally. No, and I think it's sad in the sense that it makes me wonder, like, uh, do you have a shallow mind that at this point in your life, you still need to prove to yourself that you can get so many girls? It makes me wonder about like their entire personality, because usually a guy that is, like you said, seeking quantity, 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 it's not just about the sex. It's something else that they're seeking, like they, that is missing inside them, you know. And for me, I don't know for you, I'm a major sapiosexual. I need to have the mental connection. Like it can be the hottest guy on the planet and I'm talking to him. If I don't have a mental connection, if I don't feel he has something to say to me or there's something else interesting going on in his life, I am completely turned off by that person. See, this is where we defer. Yeah. This is where my, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. If I see a guy and... <laughs> and he's hot as fuck, you're like, okay, let's fuck. <laughs> and he's hot as fuck. And then I talk to him and I notice he's not very intelligent. You know, uh-huh. not exactly Einstein. He is broke. He doesn't have anything. But he's hot. <laughs> like your guy in Jamaica, for example. <laughs> like him, I'm like, okay, we're taking it. I mean, we're taking shots until you sound smart. Like, oh my god, I love it. You're so cute. <laughs> well, you know what? These men, to uh, to go back to these older men who are sleeping with a lot of women, they think, oh, I have all these options with women. Yeah, but what type of women? Do you exactly. think women are high quality? No, they're like, not. You, yeah, I know. You know. No, they're not. They're not. These women are on on your level. Yeah. You know? Or they're going to want to... Yeah, or they're going to want your money or they're going to want something from you. And that's why the game gets old. So many of these guys, I think finding someone nice on a dating app is like finding the diamond in the sand. That's why I'm lazy. I rarely, rarely even use dating apps because I don't have the time or the patience. And then if you do find that person, hopefully you appreciate it. You're like, okay, I found my diamond in the sand. But for a lot of men, it's such a temptation to keep looking, oh, look, these girls are giving me attention, these girls are giving me attention, then they kind of like take the diamond for granted and they jump back into the dating pool because it makes their ego feel good. And then what happens after a few months doing that? Like you said, they get burned out, they get tired, they're like, oh, what the fuck am I doing? Because who, I think any normal human being on the planet gets tired of this bullshit after a while. And then if, if you have that diamond in the rough, you know, that woman who's really down, you know, like the, the, the writer, the writer die chick. Yeah. If, if you're not going to take her, somebody else will. Exactly. Right? No, one million percent sure. Because like girl, women of quality are very hard to find. Very yes, hard yes. to and find. these women are always going to have options. Yes. Regardless of their age. Regardless. One million percent. Women that, want, that work like us. I make my own money. 
I don't want any guy to support me financially. Like I said, if you want to give me a gift, if you want to take me on vacation, if you want to take me to dinner, I love it. I love old-fashioned gentlemen. But it's a big difference between being a sugar baby, like sit on the couch all day and let this idiot pay my bills. Like I know a lot of girls around here in LA and Beverly Hills that do that. And I keep telling them, what the fuck is wrong with you? When you're 50, when you're 60, you're going to look back. You're going to feel like a complete asshole, like you didn't accomplish anything with your life. I think it's honestly a really stupid idea. And I'm sorry if you, if you girls are listening to me. You know, wake the fuck up and, and get a freaking job, learn a language, go to school. I don't know. Do something productive with your life. That's that's just my opinion. Yeah. The woman that should be sitting next to you in your Ferrari is the same one who was sitting next to you when you were on a bus. Yeah. You know? Always. And yeah. So, yeah. So these older men brag about how many women they have, but it's, it's, it's no quality whatsoever. Yeah. You know, that's like me bragging. Look how many clothes I have. Look how many T-shirts. Yeah. But I paid one dollar for all of them. I know, I know. It's, it's just crazy. But in your case, because you said like, you know, you wouldn't mind if the guy's super hot. I just think you're like in a different time of your life. You're super young. You're very beautiful. I don't blame you. Like if I could tell my, when I was 27, I was already married, which honestly I think is a really bad mistake. I, if I could go back in time, I would tell myself, don't marry so young because when you're 22 years old, you think you're ready for marriage. You think you know what you want, but guess what? Your mindset, your life is going to change so much. So I think when you're 27, 1 million percent, you should be enjoying life. Yes, you should be traveling. You should be trying 10 million new things, meeting new people. And yes, if you meet a, a hot guy, don't think too much about it. You want to have great, delicious sex with a guy, go for it. Just do me a favor and don't pay his rent for a year. <laughs> okay, well, I'll keep that in mind. Unless, unless you guys decide to live together and then you're like, okay, whatever. I want to have this guy banging me every night. I'm going to pay the rent. Exactly. But don't send money to Jamaica ever again, please. <laughs> you know, but I think the number one reason why I would get married right now, even if I was dating someone, I would want to wait a little bit because my communication skills are not on point. I feel like when you get married, the number one thing that you do need is healthy communication. And I need to work on that. And I've been getting better. You know, I've been getting better since my addiction to video games and having no social life. I've been getting better. But it's still not enough because, like, you want to marry someone who you can negotiate with and you can communicate with healthily. Yes. Um, yeah, because, you know, people who stay together for decades, that's one thing they have in common, right? Stay the communication. I think... And it's hard, you know? Be, be, I mean, because both people are probably fucked up in a way, you know? Well, look, like, I, I think regardless of whether you're married or not, any relationship, yes. you need that's to true. communicate like even if you start dating someone, right? You're getting to know the person. If you're not communicating with the person, that's the number one problem that couples have. That's a, the number one reason why people break up, believe it or not, because they either they don't know how to do it or they don't want to do it or they're too shy about it. But for whatever reason, if you don't sit down and look each other in the eyes and say, look, this is what I want. This is what I like. You did this, that hurt me. Either, if you don't do that, it, for one reason or another, it doesn't work out because, unfortunately, we cannot read minds. And that's a really big problem. It has happened to me. I think it happens to a lot of women and a lot of men. You meet somebody and they start making assumptions about you. Like they think 
they know what you want. They think they know what you're doing. They, they think they know what you're thinking. And that always, always, always backfires. So that's just from doing the podcast. And by the way, next week I'm bringing in a communications expert, a super cool guy. He wrote a book about the art of communication. He has done more than 10,000 hours of podcasts and radio shows. Specifically to talk about that, like how do we learn how to be better communicators with our partners before we fuck it up, you know? It's very useful to just sit down with them yes. and say, as embarrassing as it is, say, look, I'm stupid, okay? I'm going to need you to tell me what you want because I yes. cannot figure it out myself. Exactly, and, yes. And, you know, but then again, it's hard, you know? I mean, there's nothing harder than sitting down with your partner about something that you're embarrassed about and say, look, I'm having this problem. This is how I feel, especially if it relates to sex, you know? Look, it's embarrassing. Yes, for most people, it's very, very, very difficult. Even people married for 20 years, they have a lame sex life because they're embarrassed to tell their wife, honey, I want to tie you up in bed or let's bring a fucking vibrator into bed. And I keep repeating this over and over again. But the minute you have the balls to do it, have a drink if you have to. I don't know. Do whatever the hell. It's so liberating. It's so liberating. The first time is hard. Maybe the second time, but once you start doing it, you're like, you know what? It feels so good to tell the person who I am, what I want. It's so much easier to live your life without lies or even without hiding like who you are. You know, it makes for better sex. It makes for better anything. Like even if you just want to go out for a walk, if you tell the person the truth, I don't like to walk. Leave me the fuck alone. I want to sleep longer. If you just tell each other, like if you're in the same vibe, I'm not kidding. It's a whole new life out there, you know? See, that's one thing I do have. That's the NGT factor, you know, not giving a fuck. Like if I think oh, something, yeah. if I want something from you, like in the bedroom or whatever, I'm going to say it. And I'm going to say Good it. Good for you. And yeah. I know it, it's, sometimes it may sound creepy. Sometimes it may sound, oh, what an asshole she is, you know, but I'm going to say it, you know. I, yes. I, although what I notice is that I do have a problem with empathy, you know, because when you communicate, you need empathy for that person. And I realized I have a problem with that. That that may come from me being isolated for so long. Could be. Just, it could be. people. But I think eventually when, of course, you're going to go out of your house, you're going to eventually you're going to have a relationship when you connect to somebody that you care about. Like, I like this person. I want to be with this guy. I think mentally you're going to feel different because we are all humans. So if we meet someone and we feel like I don't really care about that person, I don't feel the mental connection. Yeah, of course, you're not going to care. But when you start like, you know, having feelings or dating them for a few dates, you're like, oh, this is really good. I like the sex. And if I communicate with them, it's going to get better and better and better. In your mind, you're going to feel, I need to invest my mind into this. You know, it's like, it's something that you're only going to feel with the right person, I guess. Hmm. Although, I, you know, I sometimes I scare myself because like, <laughs> there's two things that a guy can easily manipulate me with. If he's good looking and if the sex is good, <laughs> and then he makes me food after, I'm, worse. I'm just, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I think I'm a lot of us are like that. I think to me, not a good looking, but yeah, if the sex is great and he's my guy, I agree. Who doesn't and like food after? after? I know, I know. You know. A guy that cook, bonus, bonus, bonus points for a guy that cooks for sure, right? Any day. 
I'll, and another, a guy that likes to eat because I think yeah, yeah, food yeah. and drinks are such foreplay. It's good to eat before. It's good to enjoy dessert after, you know, I think I don't, I would never date a vegetarian. For example, I would never date like some crazy asshole that, that wants to be skinnier than me or that doesn't enjoy food because I think it's such a big part of life. Do you know how you can tell if a guy is a vegan? How? He tells you. Yeah, exactly. So, There you go. <laughs> and, and I would not I even go out to the vegan. People, I, I, I would advise people. I don't advise people, but I would include food in your date. Yes. You know, when there's food involved. Yes. You know, we, we feel better. The mood is Always, better. yes. The worst thing you want to do is go to a movie without food and look at the movie. You're not communicating with a person. You're not sharing a meal, which has a traditional value to it. You're yeah. just looking at a movie, and then you go home. I never, I don't think I ever did that. I don't think I've ever been in a movie theater in my life without my popcorn, at least, and my soda, sometimes more. Yeah. yeah. That'd be Okay, now, before we run out of time, because I have a lot of questions, but I want to go back a little bit because this is, a, we make a lot of fun of everything, but this is kind of serious and it's important. And we always, if we can help somebody out there listening, I think it's more bo bonus points for us, but you were addicted to video games and you were addicted to porn. Can you share a little bit? How were you able to recover? Was it hard? Was it easy? Do you have any tips? So if you are looking to recover, and this goes for any addiction, the first thing you need to know is it's going to be the hardest thing you've ever done in your entire life, yep. ever, ever. And I had a very interesting way of recovering. I don't know if this works for, for everyone, but it worked for me. I feel like when it comes to addiction, the harder it is, the more chances you have of permanently getting rid of addiction. What I did was, okay, so addiction is a compensation for a need that you have, right? Because when you ask people, what does your addiction give you? They're going to tell you all positive things. Well, it takes away anxiety. It takes away stress. It cures my depression. It gives me something to do. It makes me braver. Mm -hmm. right? So these are positive things. So obviously addiction is serving a purpose. Yes. Right? And then you have to realize what, what is being compensated for. What I did was... When I had my urges to go play video games or to go watch porn or whatever, I sat still, almost like a meditation type of practice. And I was watching myself. What, what's going to come up, you know, in, in, in a way that I was actually very interested, almost like a third person watching me. And everything popped up, all the emotions, anxiety, everything that I was putting down for decades, mm -hmm. you know, well, decades, for a decade was popping up, you know, because before with addiction, I was numbing it, you know, you're numbing. The yes. One million percent. And now, yeah. Yeah. And now you don't have, your you're numbing some anymore. kind of pain. Yeah. That's right. And now you're feeling life. Mm -hmm. So the only way to get through addiction is to witness those feelings. Those mm -hmm. are essentially your demons and they're coming totally. out now because there's no anesthesia anymore and they burn. And when they burn, it, it, it fucking hurts. Oh, yeah. And you're just sitting there witnessing them. Yeah. And what you do is you say, you, you sit still, you go through it, and they're going to stop burning at one point. Now, I did a lot of meditation practice, a lot of it. And at one point, it hurt until it didn't anymore. That's great. And That's great advice. Yeah. I lost my husband to alcoholism. He was an alcoholic and... Mm. and 
like you said, and, and towards the end, he didn't want to get cured. He literally said, I want to die, I want to die. Wanna... And there's nothing worse than losing someone to addiction because you feel powerless. You're like, I couldn't save that person. It's my fault. It almost kills me, almost killed me, almost kills the person with the addict, you know. So it's very, very tough. So what I say is if anybody out there, if you have an addiction to porn, to anything, anything that controls you is a bad idea. You should have control over the porn. You should have control over the alcohol. You should have control over everything that you decide to do and use. But if some, you feel something is controlling you, get help, right? Get help. Call someone. Watch videos. Yes, meditate. There are so many free available services online. But don't let that consume your life to the point of no return. Because unfortunately, to a lot of people, you get to the point of no return. Unfortunately. Hopefully, Anybody out there listening, they find help like you did. I was very close to that point of no return, I believe. I was playing video games about 33 hours a day. Wow. And yeah, and that's crazy. Yeah. Oh my God. I didn't care. Wow. That's incredible. And how long has it been that you stopped? Now it's been six years. Wow. Congratulations. Seven years. That's amazing. Thank you. That's amazing. Do you live by yourself? Yes. How are the Slovenian men? Are they like hot? Uh, you told me they're liberal with sex, so I already like that. But how are yes. they like uh, in terms of dating? They're pretty hot, but yeah. they're not as hot as Brazilian men. <laughs> you right? know, I don't like Brazilian men because I I dated really? I dated one Brazilian guy. It was my longest relationship after my husband died, and it ended up in a total disaster, total chaos. The whole story is there in season one, but basically he was cheating on me, living a double life, cheated on me on my birthday, total asshole. So I think I'm a little traumatized by it. I don't know if I want to date another Brazilian guy, honestly. Oh, that's more for me. Yeah, you can have them. Slovenians, and I'm going to date You can have them. Now, we're almost out of time, but you told me you want to move to the United States. I would love to. That I is so exciting. Well, right now, I can't even visit the United States because I'm not vaccinated. But Seriously? That, I think they already they already dropped the, the, the travel ban. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. My, my friend is like shaking the, the head yes. If anybody knows, I'm going to drop the podcast, text us, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, I don't know why you're not vaccinated, but I'm pretty sure you can travel. You can come in. I don't think they ask for the vaccine certificate anymore. All right, I'm coming then. Well, yes. Well, you have an open invitation to come to LA if you want to come visit. I, I've been uh, to LA too, by the way. Oh, yeah. You told me you've been here before, right? Like on vacation? Uh, yeah. But I only love, uh, I was in, uh, what is it called? Tanzana? Is it something like that? Tarzana? Tarzana? Right? Yeah. I stayed there at the Airbnb. Why? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, was, I just got there. Uh, I just got there. And that part, I really didn't like. Because I, it's the I, suburbs, I there is nothing going on there. I don't know. I don't want to offend. No, real. yeah. I don't want to offend the people in Tarzana, but like I live in Beverly Hills. It's very close to West Hollywood. It's close oh, to the beach. It's close to Malibu, Santa Monica. So there's like so many Santa fun things Monica. going on. So you definitely have yeah, an open uh, invitation. I ruined my experience by going to Tarzana you know, and with no <laughs> car. So anyway. Yes, you definitely picked the wrong one, but now you have a friend here. So I'll give you pointers and, and then we'll do a, a, another podcast when you're here. You're amazing. Thank you so much. Well, likewise. Thank you. This was so much fun. I mean, we have to do another one soon because 
we didn't even like tap the surface of we we need to talk about the differences in culture in dating and everything there are so many more questions we're gonna have to do part two now really quickly you talked about tinder do you guys use other dating apps there or tinder is number one do you use bumble do you use do you have hinge we uh, uh we do have bumble it's not, not as popular recently really? and a yeah. friend of mine told me about it but i'm on there for uh BFF or something? What is that option? To, fi- to find travel. best friends? Yeah, I think BFF right. yeah. is like I'm if you don't want to date, if you want to have friends. I never did that option. I We like Bumble here because it's a little better quality of people than Tinder, but the woman has to say hi first, right? Like, hi, how are you doing? So in general, most girls here prefer Bumble. And you see a little bit, like Tinder, like maybe for you, Tinder would be better if you just want to hook up, have fun, you know, have quick sex, meet hot guys. Bumble, you find like more older people, more mature people. You find men that actually want relationships. So it's a little bit of a different crowd. To me, honestly, they all suck. I don't have a lot of patience for them, but whatever. I don't pay. I don't. I don't pay. They keep saying, "Pay, pay, pay." You're gonna be shown more. You're gonna get. I'm like, fuck it. I don't, I'm not even that. I'm not that desperate to date. I was in a relationship for four months with the guy that I met on Bumble, and that I really liked, and it ended up not working out. So now I'm like very gun shy. Now I'm like totally taking my time. I'm being crazy, 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 crazy picky. So we'll see. We shall well, see. I mean, it's, it's the only way to go. We have to talk yeah. about your dating stories on my podcast. Yes. Anyway. One million percent. Let's oh, yeah. do that. It oh, would yeah. be my huge pleasure. But you do. Well, well, you have, but you have other stories that we got to talk about your virtual. Yeah, I, <laughs> I want to do like a yeah. whole episode about your virtual life. Cause I'm sure you have like a million fun stories. <laughs> Or travel stories. Yes. By the way, I've been robbed in Sao Paulo. Oh, I'm not surprised about that. (laughs) That's one of the main reasons why I don't like going down to Brazil as much as my mom was from Brazil. My culture and everything. I was born there, but... I don't like, because I've been robbed there too. I had a horrible oh. experience there. So every time I go there, it's like it happened yesterday. I definitely have PST. I get, I'm very traumatized. And I don't like the idea of being in a place that you can get robbed at gunpoint. So It was pretty, yeah, it was weird. And then I got shackled on my way back because I thought I was smuggling cocaine. Oh my God. <laughs> Poor baby. Yeah. We need to improve your travel experiences. <laughs> I'm not a safe person. You know? you, yes, you are. Well, you're safe next time you come here. Okay, I'll take good care of you. You're not going to go to Tarzana. I'll hook you up with all the cool places, all the hot guys. I'll introduce. I'm a million percent sure all my guy friends will love and adore you. So don't worry. Okay, I'll hook okay. you up. <laughs> you got any black friends? Like the black, uh, black man? Uh, here in LA, I don't think so. Not here in LA. Right, whatever. All right, white is good enough. Because because you you like the hot the black. Oh, I do, I do, I do. I have one super hot friend who's a basketball player. Yeah, I'm sure he's gonna love you. I did not go out with him. Oh, that's a whole other episode. But he's so young. He's so young. When we met, he was 19, and I was How like, How old is he now? Now he's 22. But when he was 19, I was like, and he wanted to go out with me. I'm like, no, I, I feel guilty. 
I don't, you're hot as fuck, but I, I would fuck your dad, but unfortunately, because they're both really famous basketball players. I'm not going to say their name. I'm like, I have the hots for your dad, but your dad is married. So, okay, good. But I don't have, I can go out with you. And he was like, why not? Why not? That's so stupid. You're looking at the age. No, 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 no. You're so hot. I'm like, I know I'm really hot. I know I look really good for my age, but I felt like a 19 year old. And then now every year I look at him, I'm like, huh, let me think about it. Let me think about it. You're like on the maybe. You're like on the maybe pile. <laughs> maybe if I get too horny and I'm like too tired of my vibrators, I, I, I'll, I'll debate it. But I know if I show a picture of you to him, he'd be like, oh, yes. When is she flying in? So I'll hook you guys up. His dad is super well married to a very famous celebrity, so we don't want to go there. How old are you, by the way? I'm 50. I know. I'm a very proud 50-year-old. Very proud. What's the secret? What's the secret? A lot of sex. A lot of sex. A lot of water. And I think just being happy and grateful. Because this is what I think. A lot of women are terrified of aging. They start lying about their age. They're like, oh my God, oh my God. Like the number, the number, the number. And I actually embrace it. I love every year of my life. I think I'm living my best life now. I've been through hell and high water. I was married to an abusive alcoholic for 15 years. I've been through everything you can think of. So, and I love taking care of myself. I think it's fun. Like, running with my dog, you know, just having a healthy lifestyle. I think it's about self-love. And I, I, again, I tell girls that all the time on the podcast, you should, age is mental. We, our mind controls our body. If you decide you're going to be an old person in your mind, I promise you, you're going to become an old person. If you decide I'm hot, I'm sexy, I'm young, I have tons of energy. I never have met a man that can actually keep up. I have met men that almost keep up or yeah, keep up. Okay. But I, all my guys, they say, wow. Yeah. You do love a lot of sex. Wow. You do have. So I think it's all about how you decide to live your life, you know, and embrace it. We're alive. My God, you know, life has been, it's a, it's a, it's a privilege. Yes. My friend from Egypt recently just died and he's 27 like myself. Look, there is no guarantees. There are no guarantees. And I tell you, like, when you're 27 and you make plans and you make plans and you make plans. And I cannot stand when people use that phrase to me. Like, many times I meet guys or something and they say that phrase, you know, like, oh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for another relationship. I'm not ready. And I'm like, who, what the fuck do you think that life is going to wait for you to be ready? Like, you, regardless of your age, you need to live your life like today, whatever the hell it is that you want to do, whatever it is. Like if you have a dream, if you want to travel, if you want to fuck, if you want to do it today, because you don't know, like tomorrow, like look at COVID. If somebody told us three years ago, the country is going to be on lockdown, nobody's going to be able to get out of your house. There is going to be this vibe. We would have left and say, yeah, right. Are you crazy? This is a sci-fi movie. What the fuck are you talking about? So, I mean, that's yeah, how crazy yeah. life is, you know? And yep. I think you need to appreciate it and, and just live life today. I have friends of all ages. I get along with people of 
all age groups, because I think in my mind, I am so much younger and in many ways more immature than many, you know, because I was married for so long. I'm learning how to date now. I'm having the best sex of my life with the partners that I choose now. You know, they say women, women's sexual peak is at 30, 40, 50, and men's sexual peak is at 18. To so me, it wasn't. Sense. To me, honestly, it wasn't because I had really lame sex during my marriage. And then after mm. my marriage, yeah, because it was really, it really sucked. I was embarrassed to say what I wanted. My husband was super conservative. Then I had, then the same thing. I was dating, dating, dating. Finally, like you said, one day I woke up and I said, I'm going to open my mouth and whoever my guy is, I'm going to tell him I like a lot of it. I like a lot of sex. I love giving blowjobs. It turns me on a lot. Let me just give you as many blowjobs as I want. I decided I'm at a point in my life. I'm going to say everything that I like to do. And yeah, that's and if you scare the men away, well, then, I mean, you don't want to have that man anyway. Exactly. So. Exactly. I did a post about that on my Instagram a few days ago. If I intimidate a man or any one of us, by the way, if we as women, if you intimidate a guy, that's the guy you don't want to have. So don't be afraid to be yourself. Tell them everything. What, like you said, oh, I'm antisocial. I was an addict. This is my issue. Tell the guy everything because if he likes you, He's going to like all of you, the flaws, the good things, the bad, because none of us is perfect. I don't even like that word. Like if somebody tells you they have the perfect life or if nobody's perfect, we have wonderful things and bad things. But if you tell your partner the truth, at least it's the foundation, right? The truth sets you free. It's the foundation to make anything worthwhile happen. And I, I guess that's how I live my life. And I think it translates in my energy and the way I look. And I, I like the way I look. I think I look pretty fucking good for a 50-year-old that, you know, works 16 hours a day, has two dogs, 10 million jobs going on, and uh, works seven days a week. <laughs> we like how you look, too. Thank you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. This was amazing. This was super fun. I definitely want to have yeah. you back. Let's do it. Thanks so much for having me, man. Thank you. And if you want to come to the United States, one million percent, send me a message and I'll hook you up here in LA. Deal. Deal. Amazing. This was Urška, all the way from Slovenia. And I highly recommend you guys listen to her podcast because it's, you are right, it's filled with crazy, crazy intelligent conversations. Captainese. Captainese. How did you find the name? Oh, I I tried uh, Captain Jack, but I think it was taken at that time. And then Captain East is a female version of Captain. Oh, so I, I love it. I love it. And I like how you do the, the, her logo is like this lion. So half yeah. of the logo is the lion. Half of the logo is your face. Super, super awesome. <laughs> You're a lot of fun. Thank you so much. This was a great canon. And I ended up like spilling the beans about my life a little bit. See how it is? It's crazy, right? This was a really fun Cat on the Loose episode for your Friday. I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. Have lots of sex. One million percent. Go have sex. <laughs> it, it keeps your skin looking really, really good. <laughs> it, does, it does. It does. I'll see you soon. Mwah.